Okay, good day, everybody. Uh, this is the Option Professor, and I am going to be uh, giving you an update on some of my favorite indicators here. And uh, just a quick background on myself. I've been in the investment uh, uh, situation here for decades, and I've traded uh, millions of dollars and many millions of dollars worth of stock, and I've traded many thousands of options. So I certainly know how they work, and I certainly have been doing seminars for decades explaining to people the uses and risks of options. So uh, I think I can extend myself as somebody who's very knowledgeable. Now, uh, I am going to show you some of the indicators that I like to use and uh, have worked for me. Uh, and I've, uh, of course, I've used in my own trading as well. At the end of the broadcast, I'll explain how you can get a hold of me and we can discuss how we can help you a little bit more. We do have a free trial offer that I'll talk about at the end. Okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. Um, on your screen right now, you've got the S&P 500. And uh, I'm going to show you basically how we would analyze this and of course, we analyze all markets and we analyze all the uh, different stocks out there as well. So whatever we use on the S&P, we use on all the markets. And uh, again, let's explain what we've been seeing on the S&P. First of all, uh, the, the moving averages we use is number one. Why? Because it's based on the price and time. Moving averages don't lie. It's people who lie. And that's been something I've said for decades. So when the moving averages are all rising, you can see on the long-term graph, you can see the prices are rising as well. Do you understand uh, the moving averages that I use are very effective. Look where you would have been doing at the big crash of 2020. Rather than selling all your stocks down there, you could have had comfort that you're hitting the long-term moving average and it held the long-term moving average. Uh, look at the exactness of this. The long-term average at that point was 21.86 and the, um, and the market hit 21.74. So that's pretty darn close to right on the number. And then basically, once it got back above my blue line, you were back in business and it never looked back. So again, very effective use of the moving averages. Make a lot of money if you rode that wave using the averages. When the averages are pointing down, it's not good. So right now on the long-term graph, you can see it pointed down at 4,400 and now it's turned back up at 4,000. But can you see that we also are very far away from the moving averages? That is called overbought and that can lead to a reversion to the mean. That's the next thing we use. So there is a likelihood if we cannot take out this 4,600 neighborhood or, bear, or not sustain it, that sometime in the months of August, September, and October, and if you're over 21 years old, you know 90 days goes by pretty fast. Sometime in that time frame, we anticipate a potential of a reversion to the mean, which would mean 4,000, uh, 4,100, 4,200 as an outside potential. Um, I was looking at the uh, long-term moving averages here uh, today, and I found them to be a little bit alarming uh, because we were seeing uh, moving averages uh, in the 4,000, about the 4,100 level on the S&P, and then uh, we're way up here at 4,600. Uh, the NASDAQ uh, has moving averages the 200-day down uh, just under uh, 12,000, and we're up near 14,000. So again, a little bit extended here, and so that's why there's a risk of a reversion to the mean. Uh, the last thing we talk about in our technical indicators, we like to look at a RSI divergence. Can you see up here um, uh, when we were up to highs, 
you had a, an RSI of 74 and the next uh, line over was 65. So when you make a new high at 4,808 and your RSI goes to 65 and the last time it was up there, the RSI was at 74, that's a divergence and that's your sell signal. Again, you get a much better sell signal once the red line starts turning over and you know it has a good potential of having a big pullback because the other moving averages are way down here. That's called a reversion to the mean. That's why there's a risk of that happening right now. Now, let's look at the RSI right here, uh, 59 and 59. You know, that 60 level on RSI is very important. And look at the RSI down the bottom here. Doesn't it look like it's lagging quite a bit? So again, you have to be very careful up here because we're entering the, uh, the obviously we're in August, September, October timeframe. And you are looking at a situation where uh, the RSI is uh, lagging a bit. And again, you are pretty far from the averages. Again, the averages are pointing up. So you're not going to be negative, negative on this thing right now. Now, this is a long-term graph giving you the macro view. So that's why right now, any big pullbacks would only be considered a pullback to buy. 4,100, 4,200 look like they'd be reasonable spots to take a look at as long as these averages are still rising, okay? So again, that's what it looks like. But that's a pretty good uh, hunk, 4,600 down to 4,200 or 4,100. There's some money to be made on the sell side. And your equity, if you're holding stocks, is going to drop quite a bit if we have that correction. Uh, that's why I was telling people in the bond market for the last three years, why hold on to bonds? They're gonna be going way down in price as rates go up, switch into short-term treasuries and roll them every 90 days. Every 90 days, you get your money back and you get a pay raise. Is that a bad deal? Obviously not. So again, you know, sometimes you want to take some action if you think there's going to be some kind of a drop here. Action that uh, just a, a sidebar on what action could be. You could use a covered call. A lot of people are selling calls out of the money and then they'll press the call down. Uh, or they're taking the call money by selling the out of the money call and they're taking that cash and buying puts. That's called a collar, and it gives you parameters around your equity. And then the third thing is people do replacement trades where they sell out their positions and replace them with limited risk options. So that if the market does take off, they have a position that they can use. And if it goes way down, they have all their equity minus the, the, minus the amount they put into the calls to hedge their position just in case it doesn't come down. So there's three things you can do right off the bat. Of course, trimming is another thing as well, or rotating out of the overbought into the more reasonably priced stocks. So again, if you have questions on your alternatives up here, I've been doing this for decades. I uh, obviously have tremendous experience at this. And um, my main priority is obviously risk management. So take a look uh, if you have any questions on that. Okay, now we bring it in a little shorter term. Again, uh, up here at the high points, you had RSI uh, not being able to get above 60. That's very similar to where we were on the 20-year graph. That 60 number on RSI can be resistance. If you get through it, you're going to accelerate to the upside. So on those longer-term charts, if we break through 60, 62, 63, you're going to be making new highs on the S&P, and you might even blow out the 4,800. So if you think 4,800 is going to get blown out, you better get that RSI through 60 on the 20 year graph. Okay, here you can notice that that was the high point of this uh, jump here. And uh, right now, where are we again? We're in that 60 to 65 area. Again, this is either going to be accelerating to the upside here, which is still possible and take out that 4,800. Or again, this is a neighborhood where it could fail from on RSI. 
Are you uh, extended? Yes, you could revert to 4,400. I mentioned that. 4,200, you can see that. And even down here at 4,100, right? So there's your moving averages. That's called reversion to the mean. RSI is rolling over a little bit. So we'll have to see what happens here. When RSI hit this number here, it was up at 64, almost 65. You're up here making highs and the RSI is still at 65. So you made a big new high, but the RSI is not exactly screaming. So that's why there's some cause for concern. Again, moving averages are still pointing up, which means you got a bull market. Okay. I was thinking that it could turn into something that we saw in February of uh, this year um, when we had a pretty good correction. So you, everything was pointing up, but we got a big reversion to the mean. That's 400 S&P points, right? But then it got right back on the bicycle. So would I be surprised if we got down 400 points uh, on the S&P? That'd be 4,600 to 4,200 in the next 90 days. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And would it still be a bull market or an uptrending situation? It could. But you're going to see your equity drop quite a bit during those months. Okay, now let's take a look at the one-year graph. Here, it's a little bit more ominous because the red line has now turned over, which means the stage is now being set for a more significant correction if this thing cannot get above the red line, which comes in at 45.74. So keep an eye on 45.74. Again, back in February, and I'm, I'm thinking this could be similar to that, you are looking at a situation where it went through the red line, went back up through the red line, but when the red line actually was turning down, that is when you got the more significant drop. So if this market can't get above that 45.74, or if it does for a little while and then comes right back underneath it, and this red line starts really turning down, I think that will open the door for a more significant drop. Again, if we break under 4,500, which is the recent lows, you can see there's a vacuum there or what they call an air pocket. And that air pocket probably will get filled out. So again, and it might even go underneath the air pocket like it did in March, right? But then if it gets back above it, then you'd be back in the game. So if this thing starts rolling over, I would stay very cautious or out or short. And then basically, I would be looking for it to come in, fill this air pocket sometime in August, September or October. And then if that does happen, and we even were to break this 4300, like we did back here, and, it, and I would stay negative on it until it got back above the purple, and then I might come back into it at that point. But again, there is this thing is still strong. It, it held the 4,500, which is a former high here, former high here. But again, let's take a look at everything. The moving averages is rolling over. Not tremendously, though. You see over here in February when it rolled over or in December when it rolled over, it definitely rolled over. But can you see this little action up here, which can last for a day or so and run all the stops? That's why as long as the direction of the moving average is down or the direction of the moving average is up, that's the most important thing. And sometimes if you penetrate them, it's just what they call false moves or obviously running stops. Okay. So again, uh, that those are your lines in the sand right now. As far as RSI is concerned, and again, you've got a reversion to the mean potential. You've got the moving average rolling over. And let's, uh, let's talk about the RSI because that's my trifecta. Uh, here you got 68. Here you got 75. Okay, so you got a lower, this was 75, right? And when we're at June 15th, when we're up at 44.85. Now we're up here and it goes to 68. Now we're way up here and it jumps to 73. 
Now we're up here and it's at 62. So can you see when you go to from 73 and a new high at 62, it's going to pull back. Now it's pulled back to the 50 number, which sometimes is support. So that's why you're bouncing and you're bouncing off of the support at 4,500, which is these former highs. And let's see what this bounce can do. Would, would I be anticipating a possible test of 4,574? And again, maybe a little bit higher. And just like it does here, you see how it goes through the moving average and then boom, back down. You see over here how it goes through the moving average after going through it and boom, once it starts pointing down substantially, you'll get a substantial drop. Even here, you see how they ran it through the average, but again, it, it held the green number. But again, the moving average on the red is pointing down, which means this is a Fugazi rally, a Fugazi rally. And once you got right back underneath it, you got a, yourself another 150, 200 S&P points, right? So you have to be able to follow the averages, realize sometimes they get violated, but until they're pointing in the direction of the major move, you're, you generally aren't going to get a major move. You're not going to see a lot of major moves without this red line pointing up. Okay. And again, if it gets penetrated and then there's lines underneath it, like here, moving averages like this, it catches it. So, and again, the, the average is never really pointed down here. So there's really no real sell signal. Okay. Because the moving averages are essentially flat and you had the purple holding it up. So that's why I use the moving averages because they don't lie. They're based on time and price and time and price is not a bad thing to, uh, to look at. Again, and on a one-month basis, why did we get on the sell side? Real simple, on the monthly, you had a high point up here uh, of uh, 73. The next bar over is 58. That's your sell signal. Next thing you know, it's underneath the, 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 the red, and you're pointing down. Then you got a little buy signal here. Your next big sell was at 46.20, and you got a nice ride. Now it's got you back on the long side here at around 45.20. So not too shabby. Okay. So that's why we use the moving averages, but you can see it's running into all kinds of resistance. So that's why we are thinking, and there's a little gap up here. Maybe it'll get up to 4,600 again to fill that gap. But again, that's very optimistic. This thing could fall apart at any point at this point. But again, optimum place to sell, 4,620. Next optimum place to sell would be in the 4,600 area, 4,575. Okay, uh, that's all the time I have. This is the option professor, Jim, the option professor. You can reach me by going to the website, optionprofessor.com and putting in your information, O-P-T-I-O-N-P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R.com and or send me an email optionprofessor at gmail.com. Say, I'd like to learn more about what you're doing. I'd like to see how you can help me. We have a free trial. You can talk to me for free and you can find out what I can do for you for free. So I think it's a no brainer to give me a ring or uh, to, excuse me, to put in your information and then we can talk. Optionprofessor at gmail.com or optionprofessor.com. And again, this is Jim, the option professor. Good speaking with you. I'm sharing with you how I operate. And uh, again, I'm inviting you to call me, uh, excuse me, uh, to contact me through the uh, email or the website, and we can talk further. Remember, I got a free trial, so it's a no-brainer, no cost or obligation to give us a contact. Okay, great day, great time. And again, we got 90 days coming up here. That's going to be very exciting. Have a good day, everybody.